Welcome to Create Shift, a podcast to support, encourage, and inspire you to live your most purposeful and holistic life. I'm your host, Ellen of Being Change. I'm a yoga teacher, writer, and purposeful and holistic living advocate based in Manchester, UK. Thank you so much for joining me on this adventure. Welcome to this season's solo episode of Create Shift. It's just me here today chatting to you about... Ooh, about... <laughs> uh, it's just me here today chatting to you about seasonal health and well-being and seasonal living for the current season that we are in, which is the season of spring. Um, so in the seasonal episodes, I share my own experience of living seasonally for this season as well as guidance and advice from Ayurveda, which is the sister science of yoga, a very ancient Indian um, science of health and well-being, and I think um, just the best, um, most holistic way to look at and view our health and well-being, and I, I love it. The more I learn about it, the more I want to learn, and the more that I want to share. So I hope that um, you will find this interesting and maybe pick up a few tips and ideas for things to experiment with in your own life. So Ayurveda can be translated in at least three different ways. One of them is the knowledge of life. The other is science of longevity, 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 Um, or the art of living. Um, So that's just a little bit of info on that in case you're hearing the word Ayurveda and thinking, what the hell is that? So that's the translations there for you for that. And I'm going to dive into that a little bit more um, in just a moment. But let's take a second to think about spring, shall we? So here in the UK, it is spring. We had the spring equinox a few weeks ago. We've got flowers blooming, buds on the trees coming out, lovely, lovely blossom that I love and it smells so gorgeous. Um, bluer skies, even here in Manchester and more northern part of the UK where people say it rains all the time. We've got some blue skies and we've got those lighter mornings and it's just starting to feel that um, that fresher energy, you know. And I, I love spring. I actually really love the transition from one season into the next, you know, so every time I always think, oh yeah, I love, I love this season, but I do, I really, really like spring. I think my favourite season is autumn, but um, I do love spring. I love the flowers and I love the blossom. Like I could smell blossom for days. Um, I really want to go to Japan to look at the cherry blossom because I think that would be just brilliant. Um, but I digress. Um, so what do you love about spring? Um, tell me. I can't hear you, but you could shout it out loud. Scare some people who are walking in the park next to you or whatever it is that you're doing just taking time to reflect on the current season I think is really um, beneficial really nice to help us land in the present moment and to connect with where we are in the cycle of the year um, and to just tune into that and so that is probably the simplest way to start living a more seasonal life is to start paying more attention to the seasons Um, just notice 
notice the buds on the trees, notice the different colours that you see. Um, I recently ran a, a spring yoga and Ayurveda workshop here in Manchester and we did this at the beginning, we kind of went round and said the things that we really love about spring and, and colours came up and one of the things that somebody said was that specific colour of green that you only get in spring and I thought oh yeah that's true that's really lovely and then when I went out for a walk um, the next day I was noticing that specific really fresh vibrant green and I think that spring is really more of a new year beginning feeling a new start to the year than the first of January which is kind of that um arbitrary date really um that we've given to it just because it fits in with our calendar and the start of the new calendar year but when we look at nature really spring is the beginning of new things fresh life fresh abundance coming in um, and of course all of that stuff has been working underground unseen through the winter so it's not stuff that's not been worked on beforehand but this is the stuff that's coming to life now and, and we do have that fresh feeling that kind of new start feeling it's a really good time of year to bring projects out into the open things that have been percolating in your mind for a little while or um, projects that you've been working on in secret maybe it's time to show them to people and that sort of thing so before we dive into some Ayurvedic theory I wanted to chat a little bit about some small ways that we can connect to the season of spring because I really like helping people and helping myself to find small ways to be more seasonal and holistic and purposeful in our lives. It doesn't have to be a really big thing. So some small ways that I like to connect to the season of spring and maybe you can try some of these yourself. Going outside and then going through the senses. So when you're outside stopping there and asking yourself what can I see? What can I smell? What can I feel? What can I touch? What can I taste? What can I hear? And really taking the time to just take in all of that. Really taking time to look at the blossom and the flowers like I just spoke about. Feeling the sun on your face. Daffodils! Exclamation mark. Um, I think I put that there because of the colour of the daffodils, you know. Looking at them dancing in the spring breeze. Allowing that vibrant, happy yellow colour to help you feel good. Um, music. So spring is a time of year I feel a fresh energy and it's nice to reflect that in the music that we listen to I think. Um, you know maybe playing a more upbeat track and having a little dance and, and using the music to reflect how that current season makes you feel. Scents, I love to use aromatherapy in different scents, so spring is a time when I start to want fresher smells, kind of um, some lemon or some lime, um, lemongrass is nice. I've been using some basil recently and blended with some eucalyptus, which is really lovely. Um, and using your intuition there and choosing smells that, that feel good for you, maybe there's a certain perfume that you want to start wearing or different bath salts or scents that you want to use or a different shower gel or something like that really simple one that I love is changing my phone screensaver backdrop thing um, with the change in seasons. So when it came to the spring equinox, I was like, right, okay, it's time to change now to my spring picture. And so I changed my spring picture, which is like a picture of some blossom. And then every time I look at the at my phone, um, I can just be reminded of the season that I'm in. And I love doing that. And so I do it for every season and it's just really good. And obviously you can change um, 
other devices as well. So, you know, you put your computer or whatever, whatever you want to do. And then the last point that I've got down here is seasonal accessories. Because I have, um, kind of in an unplanned way, ended up with a scarf for each season. Um, and it's actually really nice. And um, so my spring scarf is like this green colour. And then my summer scarf, I've got like this really light... Um, like light material but it's like a dark blue and it's got little flowers on it um and then and I've also got like a silvery one for summer and then I have a nice orangey ready oranges for autumn and then my winter one is a real thick dark like deep red one so maybe there's some sort of accessories that you could have for the the season that just again reminds you that we're in the current season that we're in so some simple things, and now I'll, I'll dive a bit more into some Ayurvedic theory about spring. So, why I love Ayurveda um, so much is that it's all about reconnecting to ourselves and having a deep understanding of ourselves. As well as how we interact with the world around us, and how that has an impact on our health and well-being. So everything that we do and everything that we experience and all the way that we are in the world is is taken into consideration um, as to how it will affect us and the balance inside of us. I think it's such a um, practical and common sense approach to health and well-being once we dive into it. Um, and it's just really great for tapping back into the seasons because seasonality is a huge part of Ayurvedic health and well-being. So in Ayurveda, um, there are, sorry, I got distracted because there was like a child screaming outside. Um, if you can hear that, I'm sorry, there's like a kid outside in the neighbor's garden. Um, it's not me, I'm not torturing a child or anything. So anyway, um, so yeah, Ayurveda um, categorizes or, or says that all matter is made up of different level of three different energies and those energies are called doshas and there are so three of the doshas and they are called vata pitta and kapha and they are kind of made up of the five elements so fire earth water air and ether so they have different qualities of the elements and then all matter is made up of different qualities of the doshas and that includes us so when we are born we have our set level of the doshas within us. So um, most people have kind of two that are quite closely linked, like quite close in how many, um, how high they are within you. Um, some people have one that's really, really dominant. And then some people have three that are dominant, but that's kind of the rarest sort of thing. And you can do a quiz online to find out what your dosha is. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. So, we all have, when we're born, this set level, which is called our prakriti, and that kind of is like our nature, it's our unchanging state. And that's the state that we want to have within us to maintain balance. And then we also have what's known as our vikriti, which is that which changes in response to our environment and the world around us and everything that we do. And, and like I said, what, you know, what we eat, how we interact with people and all of that. And sort of bringing this back into balance is a big part of Ayurvedic health and well-being. And so the seasons, each of uh, the seasons in nature, has um, its own um, level of the dosha. So it will have one dosha that's dominant, and then it'll probably move into another dosha as it moves more towards the next season. And 
considering the dosha that is the dominant dosha in the season that we're in is a really really good way to start to live more in tune with that season and to to bring things into your life that are going to help you to balance out the effects of that dosha on your particular constitution and so obviously the advice here that I'm giving is um the guidance that I'm giving is quite general um because I don't know you, you lovely listeners, I don't, I don't know your specific constitution, so you'll want to adapt this for yourself. And so it's all just kind of, um, you know, everything that I'm saying is just things to experiment with and try and have a go with. So the dominant dosha for spring is kapha, that's K-A-P-H-A, in case you're wondering. <laughs> and kapha is associated with the elements of earth and water. So what does that mean? So each dosha has sort of different qualities associated with it. And so for kapha, those qualities are cold, wet, heavy, stable, solid, and slow. And those qualities show up kind of in everything that, that has kapha as a dominant, a dominant quality. Um, so you might think like, you know, spring can be cold and wet, early spring. Early spring is dominated by kapha and it can be cold and wet. But also we've got the stability, it's a stable kind of ground for growth, new growth to come. Um, and there's, it's solid because it supports that growth and, and that growth happens and the plants grow and they're solid and strong. Um, and these qualities obviously can show up in people as well. So a person who has kapha um, quite high in their constitution, um, they might be heavier um, than somebody who had a different a different um, dosha high up in their constitution. So they might put on weight more easily and lose it less easily. They'll be really um, quite strong and stable. So if they get going on you know, some exercise or a task or something, they can keep going. They've got really good endurance. Um, but they also um, have this slow quality to them in that they, they might be quite lethargic or lazy or they don't really want to exercise and that sort of thing. So they could be quite sluggish, the digestion could be quite slow and sluggish as well. And then each dosha has a different kind of home in the body or a different role to play in the body. So kapha is responsible for stability and moisture in the body. And so it often shows up in terms of... Um, an imbalance or too much kapha, it will show up in the body probably as excess moisture. So one really um, th big thing that you can notice at this time of year is that maybe we start to get a bit sniffly, we start to get a bit of a spring cold or cough, and we get a bit more mucus building up. Um, and I really noticed that actually, it was funny, I was laughing to myself when I was on the tram on the way into work around the time of the spring equinox and suddenly loads of people were sniffing. Like, honestly, it was a huge um, difference to just like a week previously. And it was really interesting to to notice. Um, and also, this is obviously a time of year when we can start to get seasonal allergies and hay fever and stuff like that. And that would all be to do with this build-up of kapha there, with the, the building up of the fluid in the body. Um, so the primary home, if you will, of, of kapha in, in the body is the stomach. And then it also lives in the chest, heart throat, head, pancreas, lymph, fat, nose and tongue. And I've just pulled that information from a book called A Pucker Life, which is by Sebastian Pohl, or, or Pole, I'm not sure, um, which is the guy who um, 
runs Pucker Herb. So I'll pop a link to that book in the show notes if anyone's interested because it is a good one if you're interested in this stuff. So I thought I'd break down kind of how this kapha dosha in, in early spring can show up in the mind, in the body and in the spirit and then in different things that we can do to bring balance in those areas in spring and to help us be more in, in harmony with, with the, the season of spring. So for the mind then, the negative ways that the increasing kapha in spring could show up in our mind is if we start to become quite stuck in our ways. So kapha types, if you think about that um, earth and water that can kind of make, that combination kind of makes mud, doesn't it? And I, I like to think about being stuck in the mud a little bit, you know, kapha is slow to move and they want to stay, stay in their ways and stick with habits. So they'd be resistant to change and also can become overly attached to things or people and that sort of thing. So things to do to balance this then are challenging our habits, noticing if we're becoming stuck in our ways, so being mindful of that, being mindful of when you're feeling, oh, I don't want to do something this way because I've always done it this way and that's better, and when you're being really resistant to change and seeing if you can gently nudge yourself away from that. And if that feels really, really scary, then a small way to start with this could be to um, just change a really little thing, like take a slightly different route on your regular walk or make your coffee in a slightly different way or I'm just thinking some people might be like that's not a little change it's a huge thing um whatever whatever works for you you know um have a different a different kind of snack drink a different type of tea and, and just see how how you go from there um, so it's a good time to try new things. So if there's kind of like um, a new hobby you've wanted to take up, spring would be a good time to give that a go, uh, experiment with that and just really make sure you're not getting stuck into old habits and patterns that aren't serving you anymore. Kind of like a spring cleaning of your habits, maybe you could go through your habits and routines and maybe write them down even and ask yourself, is this actually serving me now? Do I want to be doing this? And if not, maybe try something new. Um, what else for the mind? I think, um, you know, we could have like a, a low mood sort of thing could come in there. Um, uh, and, and we might want to challenge that by inhabiting a, a kind of playful space, a playful mind, sort of allowing ourselves to see the world through the eyes of a child bringing in that kind of joyful quality, um, doing things that you're really passionate about, that you really love, and really embracing that feeling of love and passion is really good as well. Um, positive ways that Kaffa can show up in, in the mind would be in, in commitment and stamina. So, you know, if you've got a new project or you do take up a new hobby, you can become really committed to that and have the stamina and keep going and endurance and growth. So again, it's a good time to, to start new things because you can embrace those positive qualities of kapha to keep going and to keep building on that good energy there. So different ways that kapha can show up in the in the body then at this time of year. Again, as I, as I, um, as I said already, fluid build up. So excess mucus and stuff like that, which is very sexy, I know. Um, I, I mean, there's really no good way to talk about mucus. Phlegm, that would be the other one. Um, not 
pretty, none of it's nice, okay. Um, and then being quite lethargic, so sort of wanting to sleep a lot or um, not feeling like exercising, feeling like you just want to like laze around, um, feeling bloated and just sort of feeling uh, just kind of sluggish, you know, like, oh yeah, I just want to like be slow and kind of, oh uh, yeah, kind of how you feel after uh, Christmas dinner and you've like you've eaten too much and you're just sort of like, oh, uh, on the sofa, <laughs> sort of that kind of feeling. Um, and the thing is, that although if CAF is high in our constitution or if it's just high at the moment because of the season, we're probably not going to want to go out and exercise and move, but if we do, it'll be really, really good. So, um, things to do to balance this kind of feeling is to, to do sort of more dynamic exercise. I mean, CAFA types, if you have CAFA high in your constitution, can um, deal with the most dynamic, vigorous exercise than, than the other two types. So, um, you can amp up the exercise a bit. Do exercise that you find fun. Don't just think, oh, I've got to go and exercise. But, you know, do something you enjoy. You could um, uh, go out to the park with the kids and run around or, um, you know, put some music on and have a stupid dance contest or join a dance class instead of going to the gym if you hate the gym. Like, don't do something that you hate. Do something that you love. Embrace those passionate feelings with your exercise and movement as well and then you will you will have that good stamina and endurance of kapha to keep going um getting up so the different doshas dominate at different times of the day and kapha is dominant from 7am to 10am so getting up before 7am is really good at this time of year and then going outside as early as possible is fantastic um really at any time of year but it's to get the natural light on the skin and to tell the body like it's time to wake up now to get our circadian rhythms flowing and to bring that energy that boost of energy into the body so getting up um before seven if you can doing movement between seven and ten a.m is great because it's stimulating there got that dynamic movement and it doesn't have to be for a long time you know if you've got to get going and get to work you could put your song on and have a little dance and then that's it you've done some dynamic movement you've just woken things up a bit and then maybe you do some more later, maybe not. Um, what else? Um, I love, love, love using a uh, stiff bristled brush for dry body brushing. And that's really lovely at this time of year. So I start at the feet and working in circular motions with the brush going all the way up the body. Covering the whole body and then um, having a shower. And then finishing with oil massage is really nice. And if you're listening going like, who do you think I am? Like, I do not have this time. Um, you, you do what you can and you fit it in. So maybe you do this at the weekend. Or maybe you don't do the oil massage all the time. Or, you know, for me, when I say oil massage, it's normally using um, an oil. Uh, like, I like almond oil at the moment. Um, but you can use different oils, whatever feels good for you. You know, sesame, um, olive oil coconut oil um and I just use that as my moisturizer so you know there, there are ways around things don't I like to think about um using the mantra practicality over negativity with this stuff because we can very easily listen to advice and guidance and think well that's all very well and good but I cannot fit that into my life and it's it's more about going okay I get that I get what you're saying I probably can't do that but maybe I could do this and there's a little aspect of it because even the smallest things that we do are going to have an impact. So I think it's important to remember that. 
Um, so the dry body brushing helps to stimulate the flow of the lymph, the lymphatic fluid around the body, which supports our immunity. So the lymphatic fluid is kind of like the waste drainage system of the body. Um, and then it's really lovely to kind of wake the body up. It makes you sort of feel kind of fresh and tingly and zingy and then helps to remove dead skin cells, helps boost the circulation. So really, really great. Um, also good in the morning is to drink some hot water or warm water with some lemon juice um, and that helps to stimulate the digestion, stimulating the, the digestive uh, flow because uh, that can become sluggish and, and lethargic as well at kapha time which can lead to bloating and that kind of thing. On the bloating front, one of the best things, um, and I'm going to say this and you might be like, oh that sounds awful, um, it's, it's not that bad though, um, one of the best things is um, to make some tea with a bit of cumin. Um, so I just use cumin powder and put it in some warm water and it really helps with bloating and, and helps to stimulate the digestion. Um, it just tastes a bit like curry water really, something like that. <laughs> so give that a go. Um, that's why I'm not in marketing, curry water. Doesn't sound particularly appealing, does it? Um, okay, oh, ginger is the other thing to mention. Um, on the body front. Ginger's great for kapha again, just for um, keeping the digestion flowing happily. Um, and so you can have ginger tea, I like ginger and lemon tea, um, but also you could sprinkle um, some lime juice or lemon juice onto some ginger and have a little bit of that before meals to stimulate the digestive fire, what's known as Agni in Ayurvedic theory. Um, and in general, in terms of food, I'm not going to go too far into food today because that's probably a whole other podcast and there's so much theory around the food and stuff. But the one thing to say, so there are there's different foods that balance different doshas. And I think the key thing to remember is the concept that like increases like. So if we go back to the qualities of kapha being cold, wet, heavy, stable, solid and slow, we might think about foods that share some of those qualities. I mean, probably not all of them. Um, like slow I don't know, I mean you might even think of that as food that takes a long time to digest that's not great for kapha but the cold and the wet particularly you know, that makes me think of a salad um, or yoghurt or a smoothie that's not great to have at this time of year because that's not great for the digestion it's not very easy to digest um, milk and dairy products can be quite heavy um, and kapha is also heavy so that would increase the, the kapha I always think then of... Um, Singers, you know, don't try to avoid dairy, don't they, before a performance because um, it coats the vocal cords, it creates more mucus, basically. And, and that's an example of that like increasing like. So you can start to have a little think about kind of common sense things in terms of food in that respect. But the key um, sort of simple guidance for this time of year for balancing out kapha is to eat food that is easy to digest and mildly spiced. So warm food that is mildly spiced. So like a mildly spiced curry um, with vegetables that are easy to digest would be really good. Um, and I think I will do a podcast episode at some point with someone about kind of Ayurvedic food theory and all of that because it's really really fascinating and really interesting to dive into um but definitely you know if you're feeling like your digestion's not functioning very well and you're feeling bloated and stuff um you could use some of this wisdom that you've gained from this podcast um to go all right okay um so maybe my cuff is quite high here so maybe I won't have all of that milk maybe I won't have a milkshake 
um, or ice cream or you know maybe I won't have a salad maybe I'll cook up some some stuff instead and eat that instead or maybe I'll have a soup or yeah that sort of thing um so I think once you start thinking about it you can kind of get into it and into the common sense sort of rhythm of it and also it's a lot about listening to your body like our bodies intuitively do know this stuff so allow your body to have that voice and um, allow yourself to listen to it so um, in terms of the positives and in, in the way that kapha can show up positively in the body as we've already said the stability the endurance the stamina so quite strong and quite able to keep going physically once you get moving on things um, and also people with a high level of kapha in their constitution are actually um, able to maintain kind of good levels of health the easiest um, if they're sort of well balanced um, so the final point to move on to then is the spirit. Um, and so I've already touched on kind of low mood and stuff, how, how Kaffa could make us feel a little bit low and a little bit like, ugh, you know, not, not motivated very much and that kind of thing. And then also the other thing is um, that I mentioned when I talked about the mind as well, is becoming overly attached to things or to people. Um, so things to do to balance this. As I said, I think the low mood thing as well as trying new things like we've said and sort of having that childlike um, playfulness and um, joyfulness some good things to do are keeping a gratitude journal just maybe writing down at the end of each day three things you're grateful for or three things that went really well um allowing yourself to notice the everyday joys like the little moments that are really joyful um even if they're not a big amazing thing you know that the way the sunlight dances on the floor at a certain time of day or the the way that piece of chocolate tastes in your mouth or how that cup of tea was amazing or that really funny thing that your friend just said and, and like allowing yourself to really experience those things maybe writing lists of the things that make us feel good and then doing those if we feel a little bit low um, and then in terms of the attachment, um, I like to think about spring cleaning. And so spring cleaning is something that obviously we do in the house at this time of year. And that feels really good. I think we all know that, or for a lot of people anyway, when we spring clean our house or whatever, um, it feels good. It feels like, ah, oh, yeah, we've got cleared out some stuff, got a fresh energy, a fresh start. So that's really great to do um, at home, noticing if you're becoming overly attached to an object that you've got for no real reason, that sort of thing. Um, and you can also spring clean your emotions and your relationships. So you could spend some time you know, with a journal, maybe just meditating on anything that you're holding on to, whether that's a grudge or a particular um, point of view about somebody or something or about yourself. Um, notice that and then see whether you're just you've become overly attached to that for no reason and whether it might serve you to let it go and maybe just be aware of that sort of um quality of kapha as we move through spring to to attach to things and notice when you are becoming attached to something you know maybe that's a view that you've got that you can't relax until you've done all your work which is that's stealing one of my <laughs> views that isn't true and challenge that which is something that i'm trying to do at the moment um challenge that see if you can release that and it's it's not easy I know to release these things um it's a practice and, and meditation can very much help kind of visualizing uh, burning that thing in some way destroying it or just visualizing it going out of you on the um, on the out breath um and then again relationships and I know no one ever wants to hear that um 
you should cut people out of your life, but sometimes you do need to. Um, and I'm not saying go around just like letting go of all your friends, but it could be a good time to spring clean and say, you know, um, you might notice that somebody's just not making you feel good anymore and they haven't done for a really long time and you've just kind of drifted apart and therefore maybe it's time to, to let to let that relationship go. Um, yeah, don't do anything rash, obviously. Um, take time to consider this, like inhabit uh, Kafka's slow qualities and, and take your time and process things. Um, but just notice. Uh, and then in terms of the positive things, um, spirit-wise, is that Kafka types can be very, very loving um, and nurturing. And that's really lovely. Like I read in one of my books, Kafka types give the best hugs, which is nice. Um, and so we can embrace that quality, you know, we can embrace that loving quality, we can express our love for other people and for ourselves, for things that we've done that we're proud of and situations that we handled well and we can give ourselves the things that we need to feel supported and loved and nurtured and really boost that, give that to other people and celebrate our friendships and our loved ones. And then just notice when we're becoming too attached to those relationships, like, you know, whether we're relying on on our love for someone else to make us feel good about ourselves. And then we come back and we practice our love for ourselves, you know? So a balance there. So, yeah, that's kind of the, the basic Ayurvedic information about spring. And then, so Kapha is dominated by, uh, sorry, early spring is dominated by, by Kapha. And then as we move to late spring, we get towards summer, the quality of Pitta starts to come in. And, and the, the summer podcast episode will dive into balancing Pitta. But um, just to say here that once we start moving towards later spring and things start to heat up a bit outside, we're going to want our practices to come to more cooling practices. Um, so eating things that are more cooling, drinking things that are more cooling, moving in a less dynamic way making sure we're not getting too agitated or angry or stressed out and that kind of thing. Um, and much more of that uh, on that in the summer episode. Um, just realised that I didn't mention anything about yoga when I talked about the body. And I think I probably should because I'm a yoga teacher. So just ooh, rewinding to the body. Um, and postures and things that I like to practice at this time of the year. So I've been doing a lot of working on the side body opening up the side bodies, um, working around the shoulder area and the neck and the chest area. And that's because a lot of lymphatic fluid pools around these areas and gathers here. So if we work to open and stretch and work on these areas, we can stimulate that flow of the lymphatic fluid and make sure it's not pooling. Similarly, inversions, so where the legs are up above the head, um, are really good for that, for circulating the lymph. Um, and that, I just want to remind everyone, doesn't mean you have to stand on your head or your hands. You can just um, lie against the wall and flip your legs up the wall there. That's really nice. Prop your legs up on a chair whilst you're lying down. That's lovely as well. Um, so there are restorative and gentle ways to do these things. Um, more dynamic things like sun salutations are good and nice here. Um, some twisting to kind of get blood flowing to the internal organs there or more blood flowing like obviously there is already blood flowing there um, um moving a little bit more um in a little bit of a fluid way is something i really like as well so you know because kaffir is associated with water so bringing some of that quality of wateriness into your movement 
um, and, and then being playful with your movements, so not getting stuck in doing things in a rigid way, but seeing if you can change things up a bit. Again, paying attention to being stuck in the habits um, and can you do things a little bit differently, whether that's uh, starting on a different side. So, you know, if you always step your right foot forward first, try it with your left or, you know, or to, to, to transitioning in different ways and, and just having some fun with that there. So that, I think, concludes my little chat about uh, spring seasonal living. I'd love to hear um, if you try any of these things, if you've got any questions um, or if you've got any tips for connecting to the season of spring as well. Um, let me know. You can find me on Instagram at being underscore change. Um, you can email me, Ellen, E-L-L-E-N, at being dash change.com um, and also just to let you know that if you are interested in this stuff and interested in learning a little bit more about it I have got a, um, a little book it's very exciting um, so a 19 page guide that I've created um, and it it was part of the workshop that I ran at the weekend um, and everybody got that guide as well and I've just um, popped that up for sale on my website as well so it's five pounds and it dives a little bit deeper into the Ayurvedic theory, so hopefully gives you a bit more of an understanding about that. And then there's lots of exercises and kind of tips and journaling questions and meditations and activity, or not activities, like an activity book, but you know, things to try to help you then bring this stuff into your own life. So if you do want that, you can find it at my website, which is being-change.com, and you'll see it on the front page, but also there's a tab that says products. You can click on there and then you'll see it on there. You can click through and buy that and then download it straight away. So let me know how you get on and I will be back with another episode and another guest very soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Create Shift. I hope that you have enjoyed listening to this conversation. I hope you found it useful, inspiring, supportive. I'd love to hear what you thought of it. Find me on Instagram at being underscore change. And if you are enjoying the podcast, remember to subscribe so that you can find out when there is a new episode straight away. Get it straight to your phone or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And I would love it so much if you would leave a rating or a review or both wherever you listen to your podcast if you are enjoying the show. And if you would share it with your friends, family, strangers you meet on the bus, that would be great. It's a huge help and helps other people to find the show. You can find all the show notes at being-change.com where you find links to all the resources mentioned in the episode as well. Thank you very much and I'll see you next time.